Isn't it time you lived life on your own terms? If not now, when? Visit abrilliantgamble.com for more information on Blair's new exciting online coaching program. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's a time to rethink who you are and what you really want from your work, your life, and yourself. Sacrificing your soul stops here. It's time to make some plans, make them happen, and live the life you deserve. With interviews, stories from her own adventures, and expert insights, here's your host, best-selling author, speaker, and coach, Blair Palmer. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Brilliant Gamble podcast. I hope you are really, really well. Today's show is um, its quite personal, actually. I, um, I don't often talk about my own challenges, partly because, I mean, is it really interesting uh, to you? Um, but also because I tend to work them out by the time I do the show and, um, and then I feel a lot better. So I forget that they've actually happened. But on this occasion, I do want to share with you an experience that I had, it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, that at the time I talked about on Facebook, I did a Facebook Live about it um, for my Brilliant Gamble page, A Brilliant Gamble, and then I shared that Facebook Live on the Corporate Escapees Facebook group. So you may well have seen it if you're part of that group. If you're not, you can join and, um, and have a little look at that Facebook live that I did and it was very raw at that time um, so I'm reflecting a little bit on it now but there were some themes that came out of this experience that I had which I think are really important to share with you and they're all about how to stay connected with yourself when things are going wrong because the first thing to go actually when things start going wrong or you perceive that things are going wrong so you had a plan, you were very excited, you started working on it, things started going quite well at the beginning, and then you hit a certain point where you're maybe not getting the results that you were or the results that you expected or the results you need to get in order to make a success of this. And one thing leads to another and your anxiety and stress spirals, your fear spirals. And typically we, at that point, stop doing the things that keep us connected with ourselves. And this is where I was a couple of weeks ago, which was that I had basically way too much to do. So uh, just really overwhelmed by how much I had to do. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I started this course with Janet Murray, which is fantastic, build your audience. And um, that threw up a lot of activity to do with marketing my business and building my audience and all of that. And so I just had a huge amount of that to do, as well as, you know, my normal day to day stuff and doing this podcast and working with clients and all the normal things, uh, taking care of my child. And so I was bit by bit stopping doing the things that were keeping me connected with myself because I simply didn't find I didn't think I had enough time. And what can happen is that we do get into this mindset. And I think it's one of the reasons that we keep ourselves very busy is we think that hard work and being busy will get us out of the problem. 
Now, I'm talking in quite general terms, so maybe it will help if I talk about the problem uh, that I was experiencing and how I thought hard work and just pulling a lot of hours would help me, but you'll have your own situation. My own situation was I needed new clients for my other business, for my um, corporate coaching business, and so I was... um, sending out lots of emails and trying to make lots of appointments with people in my network on that side of things, on the corporate coaching side of things that I thought might be able to help me. But um, there was a lot of it to do. I've got a really big network and I wanted to connect with each person individually. And that meant that each person needed their own email or their own message on LinkedIn, their own private message from me. And so there was a huge amount to do. And you know, I was getting into a bit of a rhythm with it. So I was um, cutting and pasting bits from emails that I liked. Um, So I'd write an email and then I think, oh, that's nice. I'll use that again with the next person. And so I'd cut that across and, you know, I'm patching these emails together. Every single email was unique. If you received one, I want you to know that every email was unique. But of course, you know, if I found a really good way of describing something, I'm going to use it again and again and again. So I was cutting and pasting bits um, across. And I had a response. Um, Well, basically, I wasn't getting much response at all. Uh, So some people were coming back to me. That was really nice. I was really grateful. And we had some great conversations. But by and large, I was getting sort of resounding silence from sending these emails. And then I got a response from a guy that I worked with a long time ago, about 20 years ago, when I first started coaching. He's been a real ally of mine, a real supporter. And he was very critical of the message that I had sent him. And he said it felt like a mail shot and he wasn't interested in working with me in any case. And I was really shocked and quite upset. And I wrote back to him and said, oh my gosh, you know, it's not a mail shot. Yes, I'm sending quite a lot of emails at the moment because I've got openings in my coaching practice, but um, it wasn't a mail shot. It was written specifically for you. What was it about my message that seemed like it was impersonal? And as I said in the Facebook Live that I did about this, he then was kind enough to write me a document, an A4 document with picking it apart, basically, and telling me everything that was wrong with it and some alternatives. So I don't know how you feel about getting feedback, but I don't much like it. Um, I know it's valuable. I know it's really, really important, but, you know, it's, it's painful. And one of the things that's uncomfortable about it is that you can't take back what you've already done. So all I could think about was, wow, have other people felt this way when they've received my email? These are good colleagues of mine, past clients. Some of them I've known a very long time. Have I, have I done something to undermine my relationship with them? Which, I, I mean, I don't even know. How can I know? All I know is they didn't respond, but I don't know why. Um, and now it's been pointed out to me that maybe my, my email was... Um, Uh, sounded inauthentic and there's not very much I can do about it um, with the people that I've already emailed. So I'm sure that you can um, sympathize with that feeling of, oh no, I've really messed up. And maybe you're having that feeling about some things now. So either you're making mistakes, you're starting to make mistakes, or what you're doing isn't getting the response you feel it should get, or you're, um, it just feels really like hard work. It's not enjoyable at all. You wake up in the morning and you have this you know, sort of yuck feeling in the pit of your stomach where you think, oh, I've got a whole day of 
xyz today and i know i have to do it but i don't really feel like it and so you kind of crawl out of bed and head to your desk or head to your job and then you go through the motions and you get it done and you take the things off the to-do list but there was no joy in it and i think this is quite common and the problem with this and the problem that my colleague this lovely guy who wrote back to me um was pointing out was that when you go through the motions, yes, you get the things done. Yes, you can take them off the to-do list, but there's definitely something missing and certainly something missing for the recipient. So not only are you not enjoying it, but how can the person, in my case, who's receiving that email, feel excited and thrilled for me if I didn't enjoy writing it and sending it? When I was traveling, so those of you who've been listening for a while know that last year my daughter and I and our two dogs went traveling around Europe for seven months in a RV, in a camper van. And while I was traveling, I developed a really, really good morning routine. And the intention behind that routine, and I've talked about it on the show before, was to get myself into a particular mental state, into a positive, confident, happy Um, peaceful mental state before I began the work of the day and it was great but like anything it's hard to sustain that kind of thing and you can start to think that you can skip it but when you skip it you then end up in the wrong state of mind so whatever it is for you whether it's when you get up in the morning you go for a run or you have a shower or you listen to music or you journal or meditate or you do some stretching or yoga or you take the dogs for a walk all of these things and more Um, and I'd love to hear what are the things that help you get in the right mental state but all of these things get you into this frame of mind that sets you up well for the day particularly when you're doing it on purpose when you're doing it proactively when you know this I do this stuff because It gets me into the right frame of mind, into the right state. And from that frame of mind or that state of mind, I'm then at my best for doing the things that I am going to be doing today. It allows me to make really good choices about what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And then the things I do, I do from a place of love or peace or best of intentions or joy or whatever it is. When we do the same actions, the very same actions but from a different frame of mind, the energy within those actions is different. So if I'm sending out a bunch of emails to people, but not with joy in my heart, but with kind of um, resignation in my heart, then there's something in the energy of that email when it lands in the other person's inbox that has a kind of smell of resignation about it. When you go to a meeting and your heart's not in it, your contribution cannot be as effective it it just isn't you're not as present you're not as engaged you can't do as good a job and everyone can tell and if one of the reasons you listen to this show and one of the reasons that you want to take a brilliant gamble of your own is that you want to live a life that has got meaning and purpose and where you have more of a sense of peace or freedom or calm or presence or joy or any of these things then you have to think about the state that you're in when you do the actions. Otherwise, you end up perpetuating the exact same situation that you've been trying to get away from. So what I've done is I have reintroduced my morning 
routine. Um, and I touched on some of the things that I do. So a bit of journaling, um, I'll watch some videos of people I find inspiring. I'm watching some videos by Mandy Morris at the moment, who is a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there, but she does cheer me up. Um, I listen to some music. I go and sit with the chickens for a bit and see how they're doing. And I do all of that before I start work in the morning, even if I'm feeling under pressure and that there's a lot to do. And it's made a huge difference. Not only have I reintroduced the morning routine, and I would really ask you to think about what your morning routine is and whether it's the morning routine that's going to get you in the right frame of mind, but also I've been reconnecting with myself during the day. I've been much more in flow. So when I notice, okay, I've sent a couple of emails now, I don't particularly want to send the next one, I will ask myself, all right, what is that? Is that simply because it's uncomfortable telling people that you'd like new business and can they help you? Or is it because the joy's gone out of it now and I'd rather send this email when I'm really, really feeling like I can, uh, like I can love sending, sending it. So what do I need to do now in order to get back into that state of mind so when I sit back down at my laptop, I can send this email with pure love? Doing more is not necessarily better. And I think when we're in a frame of mind that says, um, I'm scared, I'm anxious, um, I've got a day full of stuff I don't want to do, we have this idea that, well, at least if I get through it all, you know, if I, if I work hard, if I do more, if instead of sending 10 emails, I send 20 emails, um, if instead of doing six hours at my desk, I do 10 hours at my desk, if I do all of that, then um, all right, my heart wasn't in it, but you know, it's a numbers game, isn't it? It's a volume thing. And at least I put it out there into the world and it'll come back to me. And I don't think that's how it works. So it's easy to fall into that state of mind that thinking that doing more is better, but actually slowing down, staying connected with yourself, noticing when you are disconnected, which is exactly what had happened to me, which is why my emails were not landing in the way that they were intended. Um, noticing that, doing what you need to do, not just in the morning, but throughout the day, taking breaks, reconnecting, doing some meditation, going for a walk, playing with your dogs, your chickens, your children, um, watching something funny on Netflix or YouTube. Any of those things are more important in terms of getting an outcome than sitting there at your desk, firing off emails in the wrong frame of mind. You can see what I'm talking about as manifesting the sort of universal woo-woo of you put love out there into the universe and it comes back this is what Mandy Morris would say um, and it might well be but it also makes sense from a more down-to-earth perspective we are 99% wild animal and we can tell when someone's heart is in something or not when they're being authentic or not where they when they're speaking their truth or not so don't go through the motions if you don't feel good, stop. Don't procrastinate. It's not about procrastinating, but it's about stopping and reconnecting. And then from there, working out what am I going to do next? Running a business, leaving corporate, um, changing your life around requires you being connected. Or as I said earlier, you simply perpetuate the experiences that drove you to want to change your life in the first place we take ourselves with us. So you only get different outcomes if you put different input in. 
And that doesn't start with acting differently, but thinking differently. And the thinking differently starts with feeling different. So by all means, go and have a look at the video I recorded at the time on our Facebook group. That's Corporate Escapees. If you haven't joined yet, now is a good time to join. So you can go and have a look at that video straight away. There's also a module about habits and principles on the A Brilliant Gamble online program. Now, this is a program that I created while I was traveling last year that I was testing out with a pilot group of other brilliant gamblers who were all taking brilliant gambles of their own. And I was creating content to help them. And I was sharing the techniques and tools that I was using to help me on my journey. And when I found content and ideas and um, exercises and principles that really, really helped that group of people, I put it into this program. And the whole intention of this program is to really hold your hand through the journey of change. At the point at which you make that decision that you're going for it and you take the action, whether that's handing in your resignation or starting your business as a side hustle, whatever that is, you, um, you initiate a kind of disruption in the universe. You, you change everything and then you're on the journey. And completing that journey and completing that journey in a way that's actually enjoyable and where you don't give up when stuff gets tough, that is quite hard. So the Brilliant Gamble online program is designed, it's meant to last six, nine, maybe even 12 months. You do it at your own pace, but there's tons and tons of content there, certainly enough to support you for nine or 12 months. Um, And it's intended to support you through that whole process of change and catch you every time you feel like you can't do it. And one of the modules is all about this. It's about putting in place habits and identifying the principles that you need to live by in order to stay connected with yourself. So do head over to abrilliantgamble.com and have a little look at that program, A Brilliant Gamble Online. And if you're not sure whether it's for you, drop me a line and um, ask any questions that you have about it. And I'm very, very happy to answer those questions and to tell you honestly whether I think that the program will help you. One more thing before I wrap up, which is that um, I really want to thank a few people for the help they gave me when I was having this difficult time a couple of weeks ago. Um, Stav, my assistant, was absolutely amazing and she gave me some lovely feedback, feedback which actually... Uh, made me cry a little bit just um I don't I won't go into it but it was very very nice and she she reminded me um that I have value and that I have worth and I think you need to have people around you sometimes that are just going to remind you that you're doing great and that you're a good person and that they see that in you so I definitely want to thank Stav I also want to thank Elizabeth same in fact um she organized the end of a meeting that we were having for us to each give each other some appreciation and that's that was the opportunity that Stav took to to tell me something nice about myself and I really really appreciate Elizabeth and how supportive she is she does all of my um, technical stuff if you're having any problems with anything on the website or anything like that it's Elizabeth that will sort it out and uh, again she was very very supportive when things were tough and um Ginny. Ginny is a former coach of mine. She's now a very, very good friend. And she spent time with me on the phone working out what am I going to do about this feedback and what am I going to do about getting new business and how can I remain connected? So I really, really appreciate that. Do think about who is helping you out right now and um, remember to thank them, won't you? Okay. 
With information about how you can stay in touch with us here at A Brilliant Gamble, here is the lovely Ivy Palmer. www.brilliantgamble.com There you can get all the episodes of the show plus read the blog and on our Skate the Rat Race courses page you can find out more about our development programs to help you navigate your way through the minefield of life, career and change You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brilliant Gamble and join our corporate escapee 